Hello and welcome to I Roll, a Volvo Cars podcast where we talk about the news happening across the Americas region in our company and around the world. I am Hannah Caton and I'm here with Jim Nichols. Hello, Hannah. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you again. It's been a very busy month. It has. A busy couple of months, yes. I think. And we capped it off um, um, last week, actually, with our first, or excuse me, our second annual Strategic Immersion Day, which came on the heels of our Volvo Car Retailer Conference. That's right. Um, you know, starting first with the VRC, which was out in Las Vegas this year, uh, I'm not sure that I saw any natural sunlight in the no. four days I was out there. No, just the fake sunlight from the top of the Venetian Hotel. Yes. Uh, it's quite impressive of how they managed to keep you in the complex, but um, it was also a very impressive show. We had over 700 retailers, uh, and we had the opportunity to really lay out the vision now from 2020 to 2025. So this was the first time since the Vail VRC back in 2015 where we were able to show an extended product line. And I think it's really interesting to see where the cars are going from a design standpoint and product standpoint over the next few years. There's Definitely no slowing down as far as the product is concerned, which is a really nice thing to see. Definitely. And in addition to the product piece, it's also kind of an, us entering a new phase of our business. So, we've, you know, 2015 to 2020, that was one phase of our journey. Now we're entering into this new phase, 2020 to 25, 2025, where we're really, really, again, upping the ante on customer experience. We're entering into this new wave on electrification. It is here. And we spent much of the conference really talking about how we're readying our business for that. Especially as it comes to customer care. What we know is that we've finally kind of broken through as far as you know premium and luxury is concerned, but now the real focus is going to be how do we make a premium and luxurious experience. We've managed to do it on the product, but we still haven't managed to do it consistently at the retail level. So that, of course, has been a big focus. It's a big focus for the company. Uh, we are looking for the retailers to come with us mm -hmm. on this journey. And that's where we have things like university that's in place, but also thinking about how do we do the daily business in a different way. So that's when we talk about things like Volvo Valet with uh, Scott, where we talk about going out and picking up the car for service and things like that. And mm -hmm. some of the advantages that we're going to get with the Android Embedded in the upcoming cars is the ability to integrate more into Volvo on-call. So... You know, a check engine light comes on, you're, you're able to right there in the app, schedule it for service, take it in, have it done. Um, it's, it's really pretty cool. Definitely. And you see Rihanna and her team taking cues from people outside of the automotive industry to help us really round out this experience because we're facing competition not just from our traditional competitors, but from really every single other company that our consumers interact with on a daily basis. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, a lot of people always like to say, well, this is the, the car business. And I don't think that those silos exist anymore. Mm -mm. It's just business. Yep. And it's just customer-facing business. And when you think about how we've been, I'll use the phrase, indoctrinated by Amazon as far as what expectations are, I want this, I want it now, I don't care how difficult it is mm -hmm. to achieve it, achieve it, that permeates everything now. Mm -hmm. And we can't use the uh, excuse of, of, well, this is the way the car business is as, as a reason. No, not at all. Rihanna uses an interesting example when she talks about kind of the Amazon effect. It's, we want it 
now, we want it in the way that we want it. So, you know, she's going to buy a toothbrush. She can get it tomorrow from Amazon. She get it in three days from Bed Bath & Beyond. She'll pay more to get it faster and in a way she knows is going to work. Well, you know, and that's what's kind of interesting now about when we talk about premium profitability. So when we were, we, we had our uh, immersion day here and we had Morton Levenstam here to talk about our corporate strategy. And part of it was the, the premium profitability that we need to have. And so that example, and there's quite a few of them, how often how often do you price check against Amazon or do you just go to Amazon and, and look for something? I need this, I go to Amazon. Almost never price check Amazon. And you know, that is the model that they have now created because of that customer experience. And it's very interesting when you think of it that way. And uh, Rihanna had used the, the example at VRC where she put up a common household product. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was fairly cheap. And it was one price on Amazon, and it was 75% cheaper at bedbathandbeyond.com. Mm-hmm. And she still bought it on Amazon. And because why? Because it was easier, it was simpler, everything was already kind of kind mm-hmm. of done. And that's the way of kind of looking at that premiumness is that people are always still going to be looking at price. But when it comes to looking for a safe car, a sustainable car, and a mm-hmm. car that's personal to you, you should just automatically go to Volvo mm-hmm. is kind of the thought process. And then the experience is so good, both with the product and with the service, that at the end of the day, the price is not the driving factor. It's still an important factor, but it's not the driving factor. Absolutely. And we saw also throughout the business how we're going to be supporting this with the right digital tools, with the proper use of data. So really, we are gathering you know, all of the components that we need to turn this into a reality in this year. Um, and really, in the next five years, it's going to really come to life. I think there's a lot of opportunity coming up in the digital space. And uh, right now, the CED team is working on a project called One Truth. And so when you look at that, that is every interaction, every car, every customer in one centralized database. And when you think about what that means is, you know, we have all this data that's kind of stored away and either in hard drive somewhere, on servers somewhere else, and none of it is together in one giant, they call it a lake, I call it a pot, Mm -hmm. uh, for people to kind of go and mix it together and see what value we can create of it. And that's really what One Truth is is doing. I mean, and you think about it, it's kind of ridiculous right now. If you're in your home state of Oregon, Mm -hmm. right, and you purchased a car, and you drive to Seattle, Mm Uh, the dealer is not able to pull up your entire service record. Mm -hmm. And you expect that. As a customer, Mm -hmm. you see Volvo, and you expect that one retailer to another, your information is stored, and today it's not the case. And and that's not the case. And so that's a real simple, um, you know, look at what we're trying to do with the data. But as you get kind of more complex, there's a lot of things that we can start to learn about the customer. Um, You know, right now the conversation coming out of lease is your XC60 is coming up on lease, you know what, if you if I pull you ahead three months, I can get you in, this, in a better car for the same price, mm-hmm. right? And if you think about that conversation, we're immediately going to price, right. you know, we're, we're really going against kind of what our ethos is for moving forward, especially with premium profitability. Now, we get a better view of the customer and maybe we've learned that uh, the customer's gotten married. Maybe we've learned that the customer is expecting a child. Now, instead of just saying, do you want another XC60, it's, why don't you consider the XC90 because of this, this, and this, mm-hmm. which we know is important to you. Yeah. And so all those things, they're small, mm-hmm. uh, but they start to add up over time to something that's pretty significant. And really, just again, underlining the experience. Absolutely. I mean, the experience is, is going to be key. And 
it should be like when you go to Nordstrom. It should be like when you're dealing with Amazon. It should be how easy and how quickly can can we do business together and be friends. Mm-hmm. I like that. Be friends. Yes, we, we should always be friends. <laughs> now, um, speaking of friends, we made some new ones this year, actually. While, while all of the preparations were underway for VRC, we actually um, came across a very talented high schooler. Actually, I believe she's a middle schooler um, in the field of STEM who really inspired us. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about Elena. Yeah, so this was a story I think both of us at the same time sold on CNN. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was this 14-year-old girl who had won a national science competition by essentially creating a invisible A-pillar. So she used a camera and a projector to be able to project the image from behind the A-pillar onto the A-pillar to eliminate blind spots. And, um, you know, just listening to the story and how she went about it, it was very uh, heartening, mm-hmm. you know, to, to listen to. And so we have a great relationship with Malin Ekholm who uh, is the head of our safety center. And um, Malin is, is just one of these fantastic uh, people in the company. And uh, I know that she has a, a real soft spot for young women inventors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was simply we shot her an email, said, hey, what do you think about the story? She said, I think it's fantastic. I said, well, what do you think about meeting with her? And she goes, I'd love to. Let me when and where, and, mm-hmm. and I'll do it. So we were able to work with our colleagues over at OSD, um, who of overseas course, delivery. overseas delivery, who uh, are fantastic at being able to not only the logistics of, of getting people to Sweden, but of really kind of the Volvo experience. And so we set up uh, uh, Elena's family. So it was her entire family, uh, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, and everyone, uh, got them over to the OSD experience toward the factory and had an opportunity in the crash center to meet with Malin, and they spoke for hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just really a fantastic opportunity for her, and Malin said it was a fantastic opportunity for her as well. Yeah, I know Malin came away feeling really inspired, and, and Elena, too. I mean, I believe that she comes from a family of scientists. Yes. Her, her brother, I believe, has also got some inventor's blood in him. Yep. Um, and I think they just had a really fantastic time. And um, again, you know, this is internal um, an internal audience. So you can all check out the story that we posted on the internet about Elena's trip. And I encourage you to take a look. Um, you can see kind of the excitement oozing out of her from this experience with Volvo. And, and Elena is an example of the kind of talent that we hope to attract to Volvo in the future. I mean, the industry is changing rapidly. We need brains like that. And so this is a really wonderful opportunity to sort of, you know, sow those seeds and hopefully one day, you know, <laughs> Elena will be lucky enough to get Elena back in the door. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I recall some specifically in the story where she was quoted on CNN saying that she would love to work with a company like Tesla. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. If, you know, you're doing a safety tech and everything else, that yeah. that's our territory. Yeah. And so I think it was another opportunity that kind of shows the, the potential that we have as a company. Uh, when we start to think this way and look at these things this way and that we really have a lot to offer um, but we're we're always so humble mm-hmm. in in doing it so we see these kind of opportunities and we really should take the opportunity to get them to get people to learn especially the upcoming you know generation of engineers and stuff like that Volvo is doing some really cool things mm-hmm. uh, and to come join on our team and, and be able to do those really cool things yeah and I think you know in speaking with her family after she came back I, I think that we succeeded in, yes. in imparting that that feeling so 
Very good. She's going to be brushing up on her Swedish. Indeed, indeed. And speaking of talent, future talent, current talent, um, we are approaching the 2019 merit process. That's right. It's that time of year again. It it's is. like doing your taxes. It is, but more fun than that. More, I more think. fun than taxes. Yes, <laughs> more absolutely. Fun. So we currently at Volvo Cars um, around the world have a process called continuous alignment and feedback. So that means that essentially we have broken free of the traditional, okay, I'm going to upload my review to a system, check the box. It takes hours. Is, you know, frankly, maddening. I've done it at many companies before. Um, so essentially what we encourage is ongoing conversations with your manager. You should know pretty much at all times how you're tracking, where you need to improve. Um, and so this, you know, merit process that we're calling that's essentially kicking off now is essentially just, okay, we will get on the calendar, a check-in with your manager to talk about the last year's performance. To be honest, though, nothing in these conversations should be a surprise. Hopefully. Um, yes, it really shouldn't be. Um, so this is just really to recap and to set the stage for the year ahead. Um, and within those conversations, um, the merit increases for the year, if applicable to the individual, that will be shared and those will go into effect in April. So just a reminder to everyone, have those conversations in the next month. They're really important um, just to make sure that you are tracking it in a way that feels good to you. Yeah, and that, that constant conversation is key. Definitely, definitely. Because you don't want to go a full year and you know, come March of next year, you have no idea where you stand. Yeah. So I think it's it gives us essentially not to be too on the nose, but it gives us a little bit of the freedom to move in our own careers. That's right. Very good. Yes. And, you know, one, one other quick housekeeping item I suppose we should touch on is um, Volvo Cars globally is transitioning our financial reporting process. So previously, up until last year, we reported our financial figures on a quarterly basis. We are moving to half yearly at this point. So essentially, we will report our financial performance next in July. Right. And then, again, at the end of the year. That's right. So uh, it's all those type of things. We're seeing kind of that trend now mm -hmm. uh, for lots of companies. But yes. I think getting those that half yearly will go over quite well. Exactly. It just gives us a little bit more of a stable look at where things stand because things change so quickly. So it's a little bit more of an accurate view. Yeah. Um, important to note, though, that our monthly sales reporting will remain. That's not going anywhere. That's right. So just financials. And we still have the opportunity for doing the sales stand-ups. We absolutely do. And we're recording this on a Monday. We report our sales tomorrow. So by the time this hits your airwaves, you will, um, you know, we landed for the month of February. Can we look like geniuses, though, and make a prediction? <laughs> I, well, I'll let you take that. No, oh, okay. I, I predict that we'll, we'll look okay. I think so. I think so. From, from what I hear. Yes. Yes. Very good. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for today, Jim, but so good to catch up with you. Nice to hear from you, and I understand that you are going to be spending some time with our colleagues down in Charleston I soon. I am. I am going to the pilot of Volvocar University, one of the programs for us, essentially established employees. So um, I believe it's called the CX Pure Summit. So when I'm with you next, uh, we'll do a quick update on how that went. I want to hear all about it. Excellent. Have a great day, Jim. Thanks, you too.